The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you may be. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast, episode 101. Some positives, some negatives. I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, joining me this evening, um, tis Dan. How are you, sir? Hello, mate. How you doing, buddy? Nice to see our right. intro is back, Craig. Our intro it is, is nice, back. isn't it? It is nice, mate. I'm happy. And I, I'm gonna, yeah. I, like I said on Twitter today, there's gonna be a, uh, there'll be an advert on later on. Um, but I'll, I'll explain that all later when I'm about to play it. But uh, you're good, mate. Yeah. Very well, thank you, mate. Very well. Good, good, good. Mr. Mark Partridge, how are you, sir? Welcome to the same old Arsenal podcast. It's a pleasure to good have evening, you. No, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Not at all, mate. Not at all. If anyone we've been mates for so long, I suppose I can't really deny you, can I? Really, you know. Well, you could. You well, could. could. We wouldn't yeah. make mates anymore, would we? Well, true. So. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be true. your loss. <laughs> yes. Well, yes, it would. Yes, it would. If anyone, <laughs> everyone wants to know, me and Mark will, will bounce off each other quite well on this. Um, <laughs> I, I'm actually looking forward to it, to be honest. I've been friends with Mark since about eight years old, nine years old, I think, mate, isn't it? Something like that. Of course, have a good school together. Only about 15 years, isn't it? Yeah, of course, have a good school together. Of course, <laughs> has it down the pub together. But we're mature Once now. Or twice. Yeah, we're married and with kids and all that malarkey. Um, judges! Hello. Hi, we're all, all right. I thought you were reminiscing there for a minute. Like, sorry, sorry. Like, you know I mean? Save that for another well, show. Tell you what, That's it's another show. In, it's, it, was, it was more entertaining than your boring old stories we used to get about <laughs> Anna Wimbledon and all that. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> All right, no need now because you've got someone else to gang up on me. No need for it, like, no, no need for it. <laughs> How are you, my old fruit? Oh, I am very good, thank you very much. All good, like, you know, looking buzzing for tomorrow night and the old right. Chelsea Arsenal, buzzing oh, yeah? for it. Not really, no. Yeah, um, I can't say that I'm buzzing for it. 
No. We might get a draw. We might. Um, Yeah. Doubtful. Doubtful. We'll get on to that. Um, Dan, let's start with you as per normal. Um, Sheffield United, I'm trying to tell myself that it was a bad performance. But then when I, you know, you go on Twitter and you knee jerk it and you say things that you shouldn't say and... Looking back at the tweets, I should, you know, shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have said that. But it's, it's all, you know, emotional reactiveness. Um, if if that's even a, even a thing, I said that it was no different to an Emery team that performance um, against Sheffield United. But then, of course, you know, I sit down and you calm down. Um, what I don't know, Dan. I, I I need I need some clarification. Was it a bad <laughs> performance? Was it two I points think... lost? Was it a good draw? Bearing in mind, Sheffield United are five places above us in the table um, and are doing better than us. So who who sees it as a, you know, do Sheffield United see it as two points dropped playing a team in 10th place that they, you know? <laughs> well, this is the thing. I, listen, they're, they're no mugs. Sheffield United are no mugs. They're a team that are well-drilled. They're well-coached. They've got the uh, players that know how to defend as a unit and Chris Wilder knows exactly what he's doing. They come with a game plan and they'll be more than happy to take a point off of us at the Emirates. So let's not say that they're no mugs. Before I carry on, I'm going to put a comment on which did make me laugh and uh, there is a slight resemblance. <laughs> it's left a bit of white. <laughs> anyway, <yeah. laughs> anyway, sorry, you know, I had to, I had to put it up. And also, no, and also that, Mark. We'll, we'll get back at you, Mark. Don't worry about that. Mark. <laughs> you know, in, in, Paul Graham, poor old Graham. Graham. Well, he, can't, hold on, he can't be him because he's not interrupting us. Can I just come in there, Lee? Is it right? Yeah. In there? <laughs> <laughs> he's all got the pot four minutes in. Can we, can we just go back on that point you was making there, Dan? <laughs> Four minutes in and it's all gone wrong, Mark. Four minutes in. Now, um, but the positives from the game, I will say, in terms of some of the young players, um, Martinelli got on the score sheet yet again. Thought he dipped in the second half, if I'm honest, but overall a good performance from the lads. Man of the match by a mile, country mile, was Saka. I think that when you look at what this kid's doing at left back, it really is uh, phenomenal. But what I will say again, and I went back to this a few weeks ago, I wanted Arteta to look at the players that he could coach. And Saka is one of those lads. And he will play wherever he's put on the pitch. He will play and he'll give 110%. One thing I will say that I was impressed with Saka was his strength. I think it was John Lundstrom. He just absolutely batted him, knocked him on the floor. And everyone expected there to be a foul in this day and age. And the ref just said, play on. And I thought that was just fantastic to see that the lad's got some muscle and strength. I will give it up for Maitland-Niles at right back. I thought he played really well again. Um, and I actually thought David Luiz, again, he hasn't had a bad game under Arteta. You know, this lad got a lot of stick when he came to Arsenal and he was making a few errors, but I think Luiz has been really good and commanding under Arteta. Um, but it's our senior players again that are letting us down. Lacazette, I just don't know what's the matter with him. I thought he was really poor again. It's not the sake that he's not, the fact that he's not trying. I just think that it's 
pure to see that him, Meza Ozil, and a few others down tools on Emery, and now they can't keep up with this with this new regime and this philosophy of Mikel Arteta because what he needs is fit players and he needs people that are high intensity and off the ball. And unfortunately for those two, it just seems to me now that they just haven't got it. Pepe. Signs of greatness, but again, very frustrating. I'm not sure that he can really get... I mean, the penalty we'll go on to a little bit later, but for me, it was the only time that he beat a player. Um, mm. He just can't seem to get past these players and he's got this pace, but he hasn't got a right foot. <clears throat> you just wanted him to see it on the right there, knock it past and run past him, but he's always cutting in on his left. Yeah. Um, so predictable, for me, isn't I, very predictable. And I think overall, uh, the performance is, is not one that I can sit and slate just for the pure fact that the opposition are no mugs. I thought we could nick the game and I still feel that we could have. Um, but overall performance that I think we can take some positive from in terms of our young players, but really it's not quite coming together and, and very frustrating in parts. So, um, yeah, listen, it's a, it's a, it's another one that we can tick off and say that, you know, we've seen some positives, but overall I needed three points for me, Craig. Really. Yeah, absolutely. We did need the three points. Lee, um, you were obviously there. Um, what was what, what what was the atmosphere like around the stadium? You know, yeah, sure. we're, we're always talking about how bad it is and this, that, and the other. But it was good against Man United, obviously, because we were winning uh, and we won. Um, talk to us. Tell oh, me about good. the atmosphere around the place in that game. I thought I thought it was all right. I didn't think it was that too bad. I think like uh, someone said on Match of the Day, I think it was um, what's his name, Jonathan Pierce said it was negative vibes after ten minutes of the game or saying. I didn't didn't notice that. I felt it was. It's quite positive. Uh, I got. I got to say, considering how poor the first half was, I, it was painful to watch. I couldn't believe I was paying to w- watch that game. Like you know, what I mean, it was unbelievable. It was. It was. I, I was. You know, I'm, I'm sure that if every fan, if they said like, you know, you can get your money back on that first half, everybody had been queuing up. It was so poor. It was dire. But we went in one nil up, and. Um, you know, you're thinking then, can they... The trouble is, Craig, you know that they're not going to see it through. You know that mm, they're going to get... Exactly. They're going to score a goal. So you're, <laughs> you're looking for uh, Arsenal to, to push on in the second half. And, and that that's something that they never really did. I think that... I think, if I'll be honest, um, I think Arteta uh, divvied over his, his substitutions. He didn't mm. really know quite where to go, whether it was to, to, to shut up shop or go for it. I think he sort of... Uh, Got caught up in that a little bit, like, but that's you know, I'm not, I'm not slagging him off. It can happen to the best of managers, you know. Mm. Um, and I think that that may be that, you know, the Eddie substitution was a bit baffling one for me, very baffling. But um, I, I felt that you know, it's disappointing when you hear people say, "Oh yeah, but she, you know, it's a good point against Sheffield United." Is that what? Is that? Is that? This is what. This is become? what I mean. Yeah, this is you what I mean. mean like, when I um, said about we're tenth, they're fifth. Yeah, you know, are they going back um, up to Sheffield thinking, oh, you know, should be beating these tenth? We should be beating these tenth place teams. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. And if their stadium, you know, is, uh, you know, I look at it. <laughs> we've, we've moved to the Emirates now to compete with. Um, we can't compete with Sheffield United, you know, from that point of view. But listen, they are a well coached. Well, as, yes, as they are a good side. Coach, just well drilled side. Um, so then you're looking at well-coached drill sides that defend very, very well. What do you need? You need people in there with creativity to break that down. Meza Ozil, you know, was found wanting, Craig. Absolutely found wanting in this game. And I, I, I watched him closely on um, on Saturday. There are times he gets into very, very good pockets of space, but we've got players that are not good enough to put the ball into him. Mm. So that, that 
frees it up. And then instead of coming looking for the ball, he's quite happy to just, you know, wander around, look, uh, trying to pick the ball up when he gets it. Then when he gets it into good positions, it's a five-yard, ten-yard square ball. You know, he's not driving past people. He doesn't look like he's going to score a goal. And, you know, for, for a game like that, I felt that maybe, you know, we should have been a little bit more attack-minded, considering we, we didn't have a Bamiang. You know, I mean, maybe we should have uh, brought on um, Sabias uh, in that game. But just before they scored, um, I don't know if you noticed it, that um, uh, Guendouzi was about to come on for Meza Ozil. So he looked like he was going to shore it up. You know, just it was just one, like, I think, I don't, it's hard to say disappointed. I was just more frustrated, frustrated with the performance, frustrated with the result, particularly at home. But what does frustrate frustrate me more than anything else is that we've been seeing these sort of performances since the beginning of the season. We're in January now. We need to to buy some players that are going to. We need some real investment in this side to really kick on now. And and I, I just don't see the the ball doing it. You know, and at the end there. I don't think players, the supporters were unreasonable. They didn't boo, but they, you could tell that they were frustrated, Craig. You could tell there was a lot of frustration around, not but not anger, because you don't want to start blaming Arteta and all that at the moment. And no, of course so. not. No, no, of course but, not. Um, but you, you are starting now to look at the ball and going, are they, are they going to back this man? Because what I'm seeing of Arteta is that he can coach these players to a certain degree, but he's not going to be able to coach these bunch of players to the expectations that certainly me and you have got and the rest of the fan base. Yeah. Mark, a lot of the, you know, a lot of negatives around that game that we were talking about um, previously there, but there some positives. Um, I think that the defence done really well. Um, yeah, well uh, you know, it's a game we, a game we could would have lost under, under Emery. Probably we would have gone to pop. Yeah. Um, so talks with David Luiz. I mean, it's been a bit of a revelation, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, and that's the important thing, isn't it, to remember, is that under Emery, we were giving away 25 chances in a game to the opposition. And I think at the weekend, the stats were some very equal between us and Sheffield United. So it was a, probably a one-all draw was fair, 60% possession and what have you. But the important thing is that we got the chances given away down to about 10 or 12, you know, which is for us is fantastic considering <laughs> the injuries we've got yeah. across the back four as well. And so what we're doing, what Arteta's doing is stripping it back, isn't he? And as a de defender myself, if you don't concede, you don't lose. Mm. That's what Arsenal used to do. That's what the Arsenal do. Don't concede, don't lose. And then build from there. And um, the defenders are got more protection now so you know we will see Mustafi I mean maybe he was guilty of being absolutely rubbish because he was completely and utterly exposed mm. and the same with David Luiz I think Lee yep. touched on it on one of his preview shows or I've definitely heard Lee talking about it now you know and Dan you know all the we all can see it glaringly obvious and that's what used to drive us absolutely nuts with Emery was he had these two midfielders all he needed to do was put them both in front of the back four and give them a chance to defend like a proper unit and and now they are and and so now these average players as Lee says are operating better you know so give, I mean, there's an know, argument you, out there that Mustafi was our best defender because he's getting help they're working as a team this is a team game 
isn't it? You know, you, we've talked about it before. You know, you, you have competition along the back four, you know, with people saying, you know, you're not, you're, I'm not letting a winger get down my side. You know, you have to drive them back and they'll have to go and have a go down Nigel Winterburn's side because I ain't mm. coming past Lee. You know, so we get the defence right and um, David Luiz has been fantastic. I think he'll be massively up for a Tuesday night as well. Um, I hope he is. And, um, yeah, I can see great signs of, of a defensive improvement and the rest will come, um, mm. I'm sure, because we've got the class, so it will show. Yeah. Dan, what will, what will Mikel Arteta be thinking at the moment? What, you know, we, we go to Chelsea tomorrow. Um, top four surely is out the window now after the draw against Sheffield United. He says today in his press conference that we have to win tomorrow to stay, um, to stay in touch at the top four. What, what do you think he'd be thinking at Mike? It hasn't been the best start for him, has it? Um, I think he would have, you know, he would have imagined it going a bit better than what it has. Um, what's he going to be thinking? Well, I think he's going to be uh, worried about the lack of goals because Aubameyang's out. It looks that none of the others can score now. I think when you look at us uh, over this season, we had everyone shouting about how crap our defence was and we've just touched on that as improving as a unit, what Mark's just said. For me, we have, we've had no midfield for most of this season because of the pure fact that Torreira's not been in the right position. Now we've got that back and the goals are dried up. So it seems to me like we've had every single part of our team has not really hit its full heights. Um, I can see what he's doing. I think Arteta will be pleased with what he's seen from some of the players, but he has to work out who fits his style and who doesn't. I think what he's doing at the moment is he's thinking, I know what I want to do, but I haven't got the players to do it. And I think Pep Guardiola noticed that when he had Zabaleta and Sagna and Clichy and Kolarov. And that's why he then went and bought Mendy and Walker and they went and won the league. I mm. think Arteta's looking at that in a few positions. The only my problem is I don't think the board will back him like the Man City board back Pep and the Liverpool board back Klopp. And that's my main concern. What will Arteta be thinking? I think he knows the top four is done. I think he's aware that we can get into the top six. I believe that, I said it a few weeks ago, he needs to get this player as fit as possible and then reassess in February, March time for the Europa League because that is the priority for me. We've still yeah. got a chance of going far in that competition. I personally don't think we'll win it. I think the competition is too tough still. I think you've got Roma, Inter Milan, Ajax, still Man United and Wolves in it. And I think those five teams could roll us over any day because we, let's be honest, we can't beat Sheffield United at home. So really we should be looking at those those competition, that, that opposition, sorry, thinking, are we really going to get past Inter Milan then? But that's why we need to get this team as fit as possible between February and March. <clears throat> I think he's got to be looking at some of these individuals and looking at some of the bench and thinking, should Ozil really be playing ahead of Danny Ceballos now? Should Lacazette, how many more chances do I give him up top until Martinelli comes into the centre? Mm. He seems to like, you know, the, the Nelson. Does he stick with Nelson on the wing? These are all questions he's got to look at. So I think that's what he's thinking of there. My one worry is Lacazette is not good away from home and he's not been good at home this season. How can he get Lacazette firing? These are all questions he's got to look at. For me, <clears throat> I look at Lacazette and I think that he's a great striker still. And I still believe he works hard and I think he's great with uh, holding the ball up. I just think the guy at the moment has got the kind of lack of confidence. Uh, and I think that when some of these players do 
uh, install some confidence in, in them as a team, that's when the likes of Pepe and Laka will start to shine. We haven't got, without Aubameyang, someone who you know can play pretty sort of average for 85 minutes but still score. I don't think Lacazette is that type of player. I think he's one of these confidence players. That if he misses it or it goes wrong for him, then he's going to have a bad 90 minutes, which is a shame. Um, but I, damn, I do think there is some positives. And Mark hit the nail on the head when he said that the amount of goals that we were, uh, sorry, shots we were conceding has stopped. That's stopped now. You know, we're not having 30 chances. Sheffield United, as much as I did see that goal coming at some stage, it wasn't like they were battering our goal and Leno mm. had loads to do. So that has improved defensively as a unit. What I need to see now is goals from this team. And I think that will be a worry for Arteta as it is for the fans. Lee, um, I was just about to come to, I was just about to ask you about it, actually. Uh, Dan has mentioned it. I was going to say to you, when does when does Arteta start having to think about eggs in baskets? Um, and when I say eggs in baskets, I mean, if he doesn't think he can finish in the top four, a route into the Champions League next year is the, is the Europa League. Jose Mourinho had to make that decision one year um, and it paid off for him. Uh, obviously, won the, they, they, they won the Europa League and, and, and they got into the Champions League. How long more before Mikhail Arteta has, has to think about that? Well, Arteta is not going to win the, the the Europa League with the squad that he's got now. It's not going to happen. You know, he's got to make the investment. You know, what I mean, again, it comes to investment. The club are, are, have got to look at it. if they're not going to invest on just getting the result <clears throat> through the top four, which it seems like it's out the window now. Um, but uh, you know, you still got to look to to, to getting reinforcements in in uh, in this window to 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 have a good go at the at the Europa League. We've got no defenders at this moment in time. You know, it's as simple as that. I look at clubs like uh, Spurs, Man United. They've lost strikers this this uh, in this transfer window, and they're looking to get to get strikers in, or trying to. Arsenal lose a central defender before the transfer window and go and loan them out. You know, and there's a difference. You yeah, know, yeah, you know yeah. We, can, so we can save some money here. This is the trouble. It's not being backed properly. I don't, you know, Arteta needs to be backed. Um, you know, and I don't see it. You know, he's, he's got to make these players better, like i.e. Lacazette, you know, and, and players like that. Unfortunately, he's, he's, he's off form at the moment. But I still think that, you know, he was doing an OK job for us on Saturday. He was holding the ball up as soon as he went off. Eddie come on and their hold-up play completely went out the door, out the window. So you need to have him uh, holding the ball up and, and then it's up to other players coming through. Uh, it, listen, as far as I'm concerned, he's got this game in Bournemouth to start getting his act together. Otherwise, it would be Lacazette uh, out and Aubameyang in and Martinelli out on the wide. But according to Arteta today, that they're still in conversations with Brazil about um, whether Martinelli goes or, or not. If he goes, that's another player we're down. Mm. So, you know, you just can't keep uh, losing players to injury and letting players go on international duty and not replacing them. And I get the, I get this, I get the, the story. Oh, you know, not just getting anybody in and everything like that. I get that. So let's get the players in now that we want for next season. So that, you know, for instance, if there's a central defender out there, we're going to get, instead of him taking him six months next season to get ready for the Premier League. Why don't you have him now and get used to the six months now when and, and, and we go like with a team and a squad fully um, used to the Premier League and ready to attack it. You know, I'm, listen, I, I'm not... If we don't get Europa League this season we don't and we go out of the Champions League, then I'm not going to... I'm not going to... Uh, I'm not going to throw my dummy out about it. I'm not that bothered about the Europa League now. 
let's just concentrate on getting into the top four and doing it properly next season. Like Chelsea did a couple of seasons ago. They yeah. were in Europe. And they and they went on and won the league, you know. So let's let's build for the for next season, um, and that's where I see it going from. Like hopefully we can have an FA Cup run, a good run in that. But listen, Inter Milan are buying players left, right, and centre. You know, at this moment in time, uh, there's other teams with bigger and better ambitions than us to win it. Manchester United at this moment in time will improve in in the next couple of weeks because they will get players in. They're already buying a sixty million pound player, so they're going to be a bit, bit better and stronger going into the second half of the season in the Europa League, while we are getting weaker and weaker. I mean that fad. That, I mean, there was talk about that lad from um, was it Red Bull Lies Pig? Is it up up in Meccano? That's gone very quiet, hasn't it? There was talks of this lad from Benfica. <laughs> um, apparently, I saw on Twitter today by one of the in the nose that this he's he's off to Leon because we're. We're, we're messing about. Um, Mark, the, the Europa League, is, is it is it something you think we can win? Is it something that you think Arteta has to, has to <coughs> concentrate on winning? Well, if we don't get three points against Chelsea, top four's done. It's arguably done already. Um, but the, I think getting in Europa League is important because it, it does attract a level of player more so than not being in it. I think. I don't know. I might be wrong. But um so if I had a choice of being in it or not, I would prefer to be in it. Um, oh I'd agree with you there, yeah. I'd rather yeah. And if we can go on a run in it, I mean I mean Dan says like, you know, we're not gonna beat Wolves and Man United there in it. I don't know if Wolves and Man United beat Sheffield United either, Dan, did they? You probably know more than me. But um you know the thing is we're lucky Sheffield United are not in it. That's that's because then you know what I mean. Because <laughs> Man United, I'd rather play Man United at the minute than Sheffield United. So, but as Lee says, they're probably going to strengthen Cavani. That that's uh, just been reported on Sky Sports News or some other outlet that you know he's maybe open to that deal. Although Atletico are heavily sniffing around, you know, and it wouldn't be wouldn't be against Manchester United to go and sign a, a striker like that, Ibrahimovic esque. You know, to fill a hole for six months of eighteen months, you'd have done it before. You know, they could do it again. They've certainly got the money to do it. You know, and that's where we're going to sort of get left behind. I'd like to have a run in the cups. That's all we've got, isn't it? As football fans, which we are of Arsenal Football Club, we want to go on a run to something—a day out of Wembley, or you know, something to cheer about, some hope. That's that's what the idea of following a football team is, mm. isn't it? Is the hope that you can go on and win something, and while you're in it. Yes, you can win it because it's the hope nobody thought Porto were going to win the Champions League when they did. Do you know what I mean? No one thought mm. Denmark were going to win the European trophy in 1992. Mm. And so football is a funny old game. If, if, if 11 lads work hard together and try and achieve something, you can. You can. Leicester. I mean, I, I, yes, Leicester, yeah, Leicester, you know, and even... You and know, they didn't have Europa League football that season either, did they, by the way? No, they didn't. So they it didn't. might not be a bad thing to not be in it. Again, we'd have to take the positives, wouldn't we, and say, right, if we're not in a cup, this year we go for fourth. Yeah. Must be the priority. Um, but as the Arsenal, we should be trying to win everything we're in. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I can't yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not going to disagree with that. That's, that's, that's absolutely spot on. Um, but Dan, like, um, Sheffield United came to the Emirates and I was really, really impressed with them. There's no, there was no egos. There was no star players. 
and they played as a team. You know, like 11 of their players, I'd never heard of most of them. And I'm sitting there going, oh my God, you know, they're fifth in the division. Like you said, they're well coached. What is, why can't we become a well coached? Why can't we become a well coached side? Well, I think the difference at the moment is that we've got too many players in our side that, in my opinion, uh, have attitude problems. And I think that they are just clear to see. I think they down tools on Emery. Um, we've got players that are on ridiculous wages for what they're about, in my opinion. We're stuck with them. We're not going to be able to get rid of these players. We've still got Mohamed El Nenny that we can't get rid of. We've still got Mikatarian on loan. These players won't leave. Mustafi, every window he's supposed to be going. 90k a week. No one's going to pay him that, so he's going to stay. We've got players like Meza Ozil on 350 grand a week, who apparently is 103rd in the league for goals and assists since he signed his bumper contract of £350,000 a week. He's, he's behind uh, Liverpool's goalkeeper at the minute. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Behind, yeah he's behind <laughs> Alisson and Van Dijk for assists. <laughs> Liverpool's goalkeeper has played one game less and he has got one, one assist more. <laughs> Unbelievable. We've got players like Kalasanek who's on 125 grand a week, Granit Xhaka on 120 grand a week. None of these players are going to leave Arsenal, so just stick with it. Trust me. These players will leave on free transfers when their contracts are up, either next season or the season after that. We're not going to be able to get rid of them. So everybody says, oh, we'll sell Mustafi to this and bring in Lewis Dunk. No, that won't happen. In terms of what we are doing as a team, that is simply it. We are individuals. We have got no team game. And that's what Arteta has got to try and look at. How can he coach these players as a team? And that's what I think he's done quite well having certain positions, but he just hasn't been given the, the, the tools, in my opinion. And will he? Are the board going to back him? Because what he needs is funds. We need players. Now, the Upper Meccano thing is not going to happen in January. That, for me, will be a summer transfer, whether he comes to Arsenal or not. Timo Werner and Upper Meccano are going to go nowhere because Leipzig are top of the league and they want to win the title. So Julian Nagelsmann is not going to let his best two players leave so that they can then come fifth in the league as opposed to win it. They're ahead of Munich, ahead of Mönchengladbach and ahead of Dortmund at the moment quite easily, playing better football. A coach who I really wanted at Arsenal, but that's another story. So those players aren't going to leave. However, in the summer, if Saliba comes in with Upper Meccano, that would be two great, great signings. They're not going to be cheap. You know, they're really not going to be cheap. Now, I said to Lee last night on, on the um, preview, I said that if I had a hole in my roof, I wouldn't do my kitchen up and do my bathroom up because I'd sort me hole in my roof. And the hole in our roof at the moment is centre-back and defensive midfield. And funny enough, it's been like that since we sold Sol Campbell and Patrick Vieira 15 years ago, and we've still not replaced him. So that, for me, is definitely a priority. And Arteta's got to be speaking to Edu, the board, and saying, what am I going to do in this win window then? Because I've got no defenders. You're telling me to get rid of Mavropanos on loan, who's another option. You told me to get rid of Mustafi, who I'm now having to play, let alone keep, because I've got no other options. So please give me some funds to go and find someone in, in, in January. And these are, their answer is go and get Boateng on loan. That's their answer. So that ain't good enough, is it? You know, the league's done. You know, Mark says that if we lose on shoot tomorrow night, that the top four's done. Top four's done already. That was done a long time ago, in my opinion. Two months ago, if you ask me. Uh, yeah, easily, easily. I'm going to disagree with you boys, though, and say that if we don't win the Europa League or if we don't get top four, I don't want to be in the Europa League. 
I do not want to be in the Europa League anymore. I just want to play one game a week next season. Yeah, none of this Thursday night rubbish, Sunday afternoon rubbish. I just want to play one game a week like Leicester do and like Liverpool did the year they nearly won the league when Gerrard slipped. <laughs> uh, and then we get to the stage where we're playing that one game a week with a side that I don't believe we've got the strength in depth to play that many games a week at the moment. I just think we've got a good squad. It's not a, it's bang average in certain positions. I would rather see us play one game a week on Saturday, three o'clock for most of them. And then let's see what we can do in the league and see if we can progress top four. Because I'm sick and tired of going to Maccabi Haifa on a Thursday evening at six o'clock and having to play at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday in Portugal because they've, they've got too many games that day. I've had enough of it. I just want to play in the league and in the Champions League. And if we're not in the Champions League, call me a snob. I don't want to be in the Europa League. That leads us greatly. Uh, fair enough, onto, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, it leads me greatly. Um, uh, as uh, on to my uh, next point, um, I tweeted out today that um, we are starting doing some ad breaks. Um, people have um, sponsored the podcast and they are helping me bring it to you. Um, there's small little costs involved, not much, but I've got a sponsor there that is, is helping me bring the podcast to you. He's a friend of mine. Um, he has a business over here. Uh, in Ireland, and he sells beard oil. Um, not, not you know, not, not a sponsor, uh, anything to do with football, um, but his business is booming over here um, and would like to reach out to some more people. The link is in the description below um, to the website. Um, and here is a quick 20-second advert. Um, he's a good friend of mine. Check him out. The link is in the description. Um, quality product. Um, if you've got a beard or your boyfriend has got a beard or your husband has got a beard, um, think about checking him out. Here's the ad. Now, check him out in the description below. That ad will have a voiceover soon, um, but he's just getting uh, the voiceover sorted out for the ad. Uh, check him out in the description. Uh, West Cork Beard Oil. Colin, if you're watching, thank you very much for your kind sponsorship, mate. Um, it really, really is appreciated. And hopefully um, some some listeners uh, will check you out. If you're listening on audio, uh, you will also have the link um, in the description on Spotify or iTunes. Uh, if you think it's something you might be interested in, go and uh, check him out. Um, a good product as you can see I haven't got a beard but everyone with beards around here tell me it's a good product uh, like I said business is booming for him in this part of the world um, so check him out Lee um, Saka I want to talk about next how good has he been since he's been moved to left back what what, what are we going to do with him do we do we keep him as a winger or you know Kieran Tierney's out injured um, has Kieran Tierney got a fight to get his place back off this boy or do we keep him as a winger Oh, I, I honestly think that, you know, he's a new Ashley Cole for us, if I'll be honest. He's something like Ashley Cole started off as a wide player and was converted into a left back. And I think that that's, that's his best position. He comes onto the, um, onto the play. If you have a look at the, the, the left backs and, and, and full backs in general nowadays, they're not really defenders. They're, they're more of an attacking option now. Uh, so I, I think that if um, Arteta plays his cards right here, he's got two very, very good attacking full backs. To, to work on, get, you know, they're young so he can get 
get an impression into them very, very, very early um, and make these two players. I think that make the Knowles, by the way, has been outstanding on, on the other side for since Arteta's come into the team. So I, I, I'm, I say I've liked Shaka when he, uh, Saka when he's played in um, in the wide left positions, but I just think he's more more suited to this. He certainly made more of an impression playing at left back. I thought he was absolutely superb. He made one mistake for the for uh, for the goal actually when he came out when he shouldn't have. But that, that's that's things that's going to happen with a young young kid playing. Uh, in that position, you know, he's 18, 19 years of age. I think he's 18, is he? You know, and I, I've got to say this, 18 him and 18 Martinelli and Sheffield United didn't really get down that right-hand side once, you know, mm. by two teenagers playing that position. So that, that speaks volumes of both players. Somewhere along the line as a player, you can be lucky and uh, you can get the position that you want. Sometimes you might have to go into another another position and, and that's where you, you end up staying. You know, like I know players that have gone to football clubs as central midfielders and become central defenders and central defenders that become midfield players. It's just the way that it is. Um, I see this as a, a long-term thing. For me. I can't believe we're being linked with free transfers at left back when we've got someone with this much potential. Yeah. You know, that, that, it really baffles me, you know. And, uh, you know, there are times when he'd be able to play, you know, when Tierney comes in there, he'd be, he'd be able to move forward and, and vice versa. But for, for me at the moment, I'd keep him playing where he is. I'm, you know, I thought he was brilliant yesterday, and uh, sorry, on Saturday. And I'm looking forward to him playing against Chelsea, against better opposition, as far as an attacking point of view, I don't want to get too go too overboard about his performance because Sheffield United are a well-drilled, organised side. But the one thing they do lack is attacking powers. You know, um, our, our Sheffield United fans told us that, didn't they, Dan, the other day? Like, you know, that they're a well-organised <laughs> side, but they haven't got that much for it. Their win games 1-0 or 2-0 or two, two maximum. But in saying that, everything that was thrown at him, and you can only play as well as the team in front of you, I thought he was superb. So for me, I'm looking forward to him playing left back, and I think he should be playing left back uh, definitely um, long long term as well at the moment, particularly if Kolasinac has got a long term injury. Don't really, no one's ever, there was no talk about his injury today, by the way, which is a bit baffling. Whether they're keeping that quiet or he could be back, I don't know. But like it seemed very, very strange that you're not giving us an update on that. Whether it's a bad one and they're not telling us, or he could be back on um, on, on Tuesday. But even if Kalasinac is fit, I would still play uh, Saka tomorrow. Tomorrow, I think the up, the update for Kalasinac was uh, after the winter break. I reckon that's what I heard today. Assessing him for Burnley, they re- after Burnley. Sorry, after well, Burnley, assessing him. I mean, yeah, I'm not too. <laughs> I mean, I don't see it with a fit Tierney. I mean, how long is he going to be out for now? I mean, everything was looking so good for him. Then he goes and gets injured. But I believe he's back in light training. Um, so hopefully he'll be back before, um, you know, the length of time that was said. But Mark, we've got to go to Stanford Bridge tomorrow um, and get a result against <laughs> Chelsea. Some will, yes, say, some will say this is this might be a good time to be playing them. Um, I don't know. Is there any any good time to play Chelsea? Especially at Stamford Bridge, we haven't got a good. Lately, we haven't got a good. Uh, we haven't got a good uh, record there. Can we go to Chelsea? Um, can we come away with the points? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
You really yeah, think that? I, 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 yeah, I, if Southampton I, can go there and get the points, if Bournemouth can go there and get the points, the thing is with Chelsea is they're just as inconsistent as us as Dan and Lee and that touched on in the preview show. That, that you don't know what you're going to get with Chelsea. Well, you know, even their own Chelsea fans don't know what they're going to get. So um, that is what it is. They will have a lot of the ball. Fine, let them have it. We'll set up to soak it up, and we'll have to have our pace in attack. That's what we'll need. And um, if we take our chances, and we will get chances because they give them away, as we do, it's it's all about taking chances this game. First goal will be huge. If they get it, we could be in trouble. If we get it, we're not too good at holding leads. So, you know, that's, that's it's not over. You know, we'd need to get two or three to, to fill me with any sort of confidence against anyone these days. But... Um, we can, of course. Of course, we can. It's a game of football. We, we could go to Barcelona and beat them tomorrow if we, if uh, if if the gods were on our side. If if we got that little bit of luck, you know, all these sorts of things. So, yes, we can go to, and we have to believe, and we have to go there with the hope as fans that we can do it. The players have to go there and believe. Things like whatever, you know, this season's a write-off, isn't it? You know, we're not going to win the league, so we're not going to finish top four, probably not. So it doesn't really matter what happens. So every time they step on a pitch, it's a clean slate. It doesn't matter what's happened before, whether we made mistakes or whether we didn't get a rubber to green. Every time they start a new game and the ref blows a whistle, you just go again. Just go again. You're all, they're all effectively playing for their futures under our new long-term manager. And we hope he's going to be a long-term manager. So if they want to be a part of this project, every time the whistle starts, they, they start again, proving that they're worthy of playing for the Arsenal. And, and if they do that, of course we can beat Chelsea. They're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not Liverpool. True. I mean, a lot, a lot of people, um, a lot of people uh, agree with you. Um, there's a couple of saying that you know I don't think we can be, but a lot more people are agreeing with you, mate, saying that we can win. Um, we'll just bring up a. Where are we there now? Um, uh, here we go. Um, it's possible we can win. Uh, so unlikely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I'm Chelsea right. fans might be saying the same thing. You know, yeah, they, they don't know what they're no, getting. Yeah. You know, they don't know what they're going to get. You know, yeah. they're not taking it. They're not prolific in front of goal at the minute. I like Tommy, Tommy Abraham. I really, really do like Tommy Abraham. Yeah. But you know, he's not. He's not Ian Wright, is he? You know what I mean? He's not Didier Drogba. You know, mm. if they had Eden Hazard or Didier Drogba up front, we'd be in for hiding. But um, they ain't. So. Anything's possible. A lot of people. I mean, Peter says a two-two draw. Jeez, do you know? I'd, I'd, I'd be happy if we if we could come away with a draw. To be to be honest, um, and we Chris are the says, draw kings now, aren't we? Yeah, true. It's luck. Uh, Chris says luck. We've had none all season. Um, now the time. Got to agree with him there. Um, we've had awful luck. I think we said last week. Um, I think it's nine points. We we have suffered most to VAR this season. Um, nine points. Uh, if those points would have been awarded to us, we, we'd be fifth um, in a division. Uh, another prediction here from Smith. Hello, mate. How are you? Thanks for watching. Um, he reckons 2-1 to the Arsenal. I like it. Um, I like the um, positivity. Um, Dan, can, can, now, I I don't think we're going to... I don't think we've got I don't think we've got the bottle to go there tomorrow and win. I like Lee's. <laughs> I, 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 sorry, I like uh, Mark's positivity. <laughs> Come what on, he's saying, what, Yeah, what he's saying makes sense, but I just, I just can't. <laughs> mean, you know, drawing one all with Sheffield United at home, and 
And and well, we won't uh, go away to... if you're doing the, the pre-match team talk, will we, Craig? No, we, we certainly <laughs> won't. I'm actually no better, really. I suppose with you, with all the teams we've been in together. But um, Dan, can we go to Stanford Bridge and win tomorrow? Uh, oh man, this sounds so pessimistic, doesn't it? I've um, I've I've predicted a two-one loss again. I think the score will be the same. Um, I just feel that although they are not on great form, they're pretty inconsistent. Just lost to Newcastle, uh, lost to Bournemouth at home. I mean, crazy, really. But this is a team at the moment in Arsenal that everyone will want to get up against because they'll all fancy their chances against us. And we haven't got Noah Bamiang, which means that they will think that we'll struggle to score. Um, they've got a couple of world-class players in their side, and um, I'm not sure that we have. You know, um, Jorginho, we've all seen what he can do standing on Mesut Ozil. Um, watch Mesut Ozil start. I don't think you should, but watch him play. I think they've got a world-class player in N'Golo Kante who everyone knows I absolutely love. Probably my favourite player in the Premier League. And I just feel that they have got the edge. And I think if they went to battle against us, unfortunately, I think they'll come out on top. All I will say is that if we put in the effort and we put in the performance and we lose 2-1, you won't hear me slating the team. If we roll over, then that is when it's a different story and I will be frustrated. Um, Arteta is not a magician. You know, Arteta can only work with what he's got and I have been impressed with what I've seen so far. I like what he's trying to do with the fullbacks. I like what he's trying to do with the team philosophy. I also understand why, um, I don't know if people noticed against Sheffield United, that Chaka was pretty much playing as a kind of in a back three, really, at some stage, because he's dropping off and allowing the likes of Saka and Maitland-Niles to go forward and he's kind of acting as that shield. The problem we've got, because Granit Xhaka isn't that man that we need in that side. Now, he has been good under Arteta. I'm not going to slate him too much. Um, but I think that's why we've been linked with this Brazilian lad, this Bruno Gamares, because um, from what I hear, he's uh, he's more of a, a kind of holding midfielder, like a little bit like a Gilberto Silva type. So let's see what we can do with that. But I like what he's doing so far. Depends what Arsenal turns up. If we turn up and roll over, then, yeah, they'll get slated. If we turn up and put in a performance, even if we lose, you won't hear me complaining. Lee, you're obviously going down there tomorrow night because of the big um, Arsenal fan that you are. Loyal Arsenal fan. Never seen him turn his nose up yet, even though when when we are playing poorly. Um, Do you really think you're going to be walking out there tomorrow with three points, Lee? Oh, uh, not really, but after Mark's speech, I, I'm I'm fan over so much now. I think we got to hey. so uh, you know, uh, uh, you know. No, listen, Mark's right, you know. Mark's right, Mark right. Uh, yeah, um, anything can happen. They can get a player sent off in the first minute. Anything can happen in football, can't it? You know, uh, listen, Southampton, Bournemouth and West Ham have all gone up there in the last six or seven weeks and won there. You know what I mean? We're certainly uh, better than those those teams, you know. So, but what... What uh, I was speaking to my mate who's a West Ham fan, you, you know, how they got that result was it was built on good defending. Frustrate Chelsea, um, they run out of ideas and then you hit them on the on the break or or from a set piece. Now our set pieces this season have not been too bad, so they're weak on them. So like you know, there's a there's 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 an in there. Um, it's if we can defend properly, and that is the big big problem, you know, because 
these teams, when I say Bournemouth, Southampton and West Ham, they've all sat in there and defended and let Chelsea come on to them. And that natural instinct is with the likes of Maitland-Niles and um, Saka is to, to go to have our forwards bombing on. Now, I thought it was very interesting to listen to, um, uh, as he did. Have we blown him over with all his positivity? He's not having it, is he? Like, no? he, has, he hasn't uh, gone to use that beard trimmer on his, no, beard, uh, gel on his it's, hair, has he? He's put it on his head, hasn't he? Like, <laughs> 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 he's got a fever, hasn't he? Like, so, he's got to put it on his head, he's slipped off. His, <laughs> He's put it on his bum here and slips off the chair. Like, oh, Anything for free, isn't it? Craig, oh, Craig are you all right there, Craig? Jesus. Where's Derek Where's Derek Acora when you need him? What is it in Italy? Is it 911 in, in Ireland? Is it 911 or 999? Oh, <laughs> <no, no, laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> one, 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 isn't he? he wants to ring the AA. Oh, he's done one. I know that. Yeah, right. jump, get a jump start. Has <laughs> <laughs> he gone? You're going to have to take oh, over, Lee. Take over. So, yeah. So what I'm saying. So if the um, you know, so like, I was very really interested. Oh, he's, what... just he's just text me on the WhatsApp. He's gone. He's gone to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't ask permission, did he? He didn't put his hand up, did he? Like, you know what I mean? What's going on? Like, no. There he is! He didn't even ask permission. You know what I mean? Obviously, we're the number two, was it? Oh. Stop it. I've been... I thought just went before the show, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. I know <laughs> getting but... old, though, Lee, isn't he? Oh, old. yeah, that's just Jesus. That happens you, when you get... I've got a milk bottle down here, you know what I mean? What's going on, like, you know? No, no, it's this new diet, you see. I have to be drinking three litres of water. Diet? Today. Diet, am I? Striking, man. Three litres. Three litres. like a racehorse. <laughs> I see you're losing the weight by running to the toilet and back. That's where you're doing it, you know what I mean? Like, the water. I had to do I have actually lost quite a bit of weight. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, I'm surprised. Well done, Craig. Well done. Thank you very much. Vegetarian diet. You shouldn't have got a toilet in that building. You've done well to get to your house and back in that amount of time. Well done. It's a nightmare. Well done, like that. Yeah, so what I was saying before we was interrupted. Sorry, Lee. Can I just come yeah, in there, Lee? I'm just going to carry on that point. Let's just carry on with that point. You're more than welcome, Graham. I mean, Mark, sorry, Mark. Craig is a new ozone. He's a new ozone. He's gone missing. He's gone missing. Wasn't it a Bamiang? They call me the Wanderer. They call me the Wanderer. Yeah, they got it. Craig did in the Bamiang. I'm sorry. When you've got to go, you've got to go. Yeah, but Sorry ask permission. Like, let us know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Well, I'm the teacher, mate. I'm the teacher. You're the students. Oh, yeah. I want to go to the toilet. I'll go to the toilet. Oh, okay. Sorry there, Mr. Mr. Craig. Sorry about All that. Right. You should have seen yeah. what happened when you left the sun attended. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll have to watch him. I bet it was you that brought it up, wasn't it? Well, where's he gone? Yes, you did, you liar. When I came down, I put it in. Always stitching me up at school. Now he's stitching me up on a podcast. He's definitely done that. He's definitely done that. 
<laughs> well, let's get to some questions, shall we? No, uh, but I finished what I was saying. You've done there, Lee, or what? No, I wasn't. <laughs> right, I mean, oh, I've had enough of this. Hey, where's Nigel, will you? Nigel, get him off. Do your job, Nigel. Do your job. Very interesting what I said before we go to questions. I'll set a press conference. He wasn't saying, um, oh, we're going to sit back. He was going to say, we're going to go for it. And I think the teams that have beaten Chelsea have sort of uh, sat in and hit them on the break. So it'd be interesting how, um, how it goes from that point. That's what I was going to say. I don't think we can beat Chelsea tomorrow. I, I'm sorry now to be, you know put it down on it. I, I just don't think we'll win. I, I just... I just think they're bad. He's not in the toilet. He's yeah, in the toilet. What's going on? Should have flushed him down there and all that. Get that wax out of your ear. You brought the wrong. You brought the wrong bit back. Yeah. <laughs> my hair. There's hardly wax in my own. No hair to put wax in. Um, let's bring the, let's let's bring these questions in. It's Karen. Uh, good evening, Karen. How are how are you? Good evening. Hello to everyone. Actually, who's watching? Um, I forgot to say hello to you. How very rude. Hello to you all, 300, over 300 of you watching us live. Thank you very much. Um, and some people on Twitter might have seen, obviously, that uh, we're streaming to Twitter as well, um, live. And I can see a few of you there. So hello if you're watching us on Periscope. Uh, hello if you're listening to us on audio. Thank you very much indeed. Um, your support is always grateful. Karen, long time. Uh, what, what, what's wrong with you now? I was just saying, you know, you could have gone to the toilet while the ads were on. That's what pe normal people do, isn't it? Like, you know, you put an ad break in and you didn't go to the toilet. I can't believe it. No, come on, that's a word. He's so unprofessional, isn't he? Like, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> the ad was about 15 seconds long. And we're talking about beds now. I hope you ain't going to wet yours tonight with all that three litres, I'll tell you. But go on. <laughs> no, I've got a milk bottle. <laughs> Hi. Can I get to the questions now? Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Have we got time. Yeah. <laughs> Karen, um, good evening to you. Are the panel concerned that lately we're not putting the teams to bed? Oh, so there we go. To bed. Pardon the pun. Um, I'm very concerned about it, and I want to know why we can only score one goal um, at the moment. Yeah. Obviously, point. missing a Bamiang is massive. Having Lacazette not firing. Um, Pepe, I really don't want to be negative towards Pepe, but has somebody had our pants down over him? Like, or no, he'll come good. You know, it's his foot. I think I think that as well, Mark. I think he's going to come good. Yeah, I think he will eventually. Yeah, but at this moment in time, not be for another team, but he'll come good. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at this moment in time, when we're struggling to score goals, you want him to come good now. Yeah. Um, no, I think he has improved a little bit. He's, he yeah. is looking more dangerous, if I'll be honest. But I mean, still, I'm with Dan, he's frustrating. Yeah. If you want to Lee, sorry, you know, sorry. This, this lack of scoring, this lack of scoring goals, um, <laughs> is down to that, isn't it? I mean, Aubameyang's not firing, Lacazette's not firing, we've got Pepe who's still settling in. The only lad who's been scoring goals for us in games is Martinelli. He, you know, and he's, he's, he's finally broken into the first team. What, what do we do? I mean, we're just going to have to be patient and hope that Lacazette gets some confidence back. Um, and that Aubameyang, could this three-game ban be a good thing for Aubameyang, Lee? Well, I don't think it'd be a good... I it'd be nice and fresh coming back when he comes back against Burnley, but um, mm, difficult one. I, I'd rather look, I'd rather have him in the team now than, than not. Um, obviously, it's a two-game ban as far as I'm concerned because I don't think he would have played against Bournemouth anyway. 
So, um, you know, but like, you want your best players playing, particularly against the, the, the best teams and Chelsea are up there as, you know, as one of the best teams. So, from that point of view, oh, listen, you know, Lacazette has got to come, come good. This is what, this is when you pay these players this money. I, I think he will tomorrow. I think, you know, uh, I think a few people are being a bit of humble pie on the, on the Lacazette tomorrow. I think he'll come good tomorrow. I think that, uh, you know, he just needs to go. I think he's all round other players been good apart from like the second half against Palace. And, and um, yes, I, and I don't think he was as bad as what people are making him out to be for for, for Saturday as well. His hold up no. play was still good, you know. Um, but also, you've got to have, as there's a saying that any any fool, any good forward will tell you, he's only as good as the service he's getting. Yeah, and he, and he ain't getting a lot. He ain't being served a lot, is he? You know, so certainly isn't. That's my point on that. Let's bring this one in. Dan, we'll bring you on this one. Well, we'll bring everyone in on it. Um, this one comes in from PW. Uh, thanks for watching and thanks for your support. Uh, VAR is getting ridiculous um, against us. Has anyone suffered as much as us with the wrong decisions? Um, answer to the question is no. We are the, we've lost the most points this year uh, on VAR. But I mean, yesterday, even yesterday, that goal that was disallowed for Liverpool, um, which on this foul on 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 David De Gea. Now I'm a goalkeeper. Uh, Mark used to play in defence in front of me uh, numerous of times. I mean, even as kids, you know, as a goalkeeper, I'm taught to go up with my knee up. David De Gea jumps straight up. Van Dijk is in front of him, looking at the ball. Doesn't even know De Gea is there, um, and, and De Gea drops the ball. I mean, it's no way a foul, Dan. It's never a foul in a million years. What is VAR going to have to do next season? For for because like we brought in VAR to the Premier League uh, to stop controversy, uh, controversy, con controversy. It's been the most controversial season yet. <laughs> yeah, as it has, mate. And us, <laughs> I said this on the pod that before that I think it stands for very. I think VAR stands a very awful referee, and I stand by it just for the pure fact that it has been so poor. And I think when you look at what the officials are doing, it's got to the stage now where uh, now now children, where uh, <clears throat> it's got to the stage now where all of these decisions seem to just be going against every team, you know. And I think it does even itself out over the season. And I said the same about referees when we didn't have VAR, but it does seem that we're quite hard done by. I still can't understand the decisions. You know, I'm like you with the Van Dyke one. I still, for the life of me, cannot understand how Callum Chambers has been fouled in the uh, in the box against Palace when Cahill and the other lad has pushed him. Um, that cost us points. You look at the Palace offside the other week that no one's even mentioned still. That was offside. If if Pookie was offside the other week, then that's definitely offside. That would have cost, that cost us as well. So we've had so many. And I still feel that the Pepe one was a penalty uh, on Saturday. I think that doesn't matter how, how he's gone down, whether he's he's made the most of it or whatever. He's caught him. Um, Looking at it on match of the day again, I'm thinking, oh, you know, Aaron Shearer and Ian Wright are sitting there going, yeah, I don't know, that's not a penalty. It's unbelievable, really. And I'm thinking, good, because I, I, I can't see for the life of me why that's not a penalty. 
but they've decided it's not. And I don't understand why referees don't just go and have a look at the side of the mm. monitors. Apparently, they're allowed to do it now just for red card decisions. Well, why can't they do it for any decision? You know, it's getting really stupid. For me, the rules need to change. It needs to be more black and white. I've never liked this grey areas in football. I don't like his toes offside. Graham Sooness brought up the other week that if a part of your body's onside, then the goal should count. And I still believe that makes sense. Yeah. It's black and white. Is your body on onside? Yes, okay. Then the goal stands. And do you know what people say? Oh, yeah, but everyone would score then. Good. Good. See more goals yeah. in football. Loads brilliant. Goals. Yeah, That's exactly. what we want. More goals in football. It'll make a brilliant, brilliant game for it. And I think when it comes to the um, the uh, handball thing, that definitely needs to change because that it, now it sees you have to have your arms tied behind your back to play football because any time that it brushes across your finger it's or, or hits you from two yards and it hits your arm, it's a handball. So there's a lot of things that still need to change for me. And it isn't just VAR. It's more the officials that are getting it wrong for me. I, uh, Can I just say on it, VAR? I, 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 it's, it's fact, isn't it? It's like, when it's over the line, I know like the Spurs one, and we're all glad that it was, but it was a millimetre. They can't argue with it. It's fact. It's fact. Mm. It wasn't over the line. The trouble with these decisions now, like the penalty for Pepe, you can have me and me and Dan in the, in the studio, and Dan could say, yeah, it's a penalty. And I could turn around and say, well, I'm not so sure. No, it's not a penalty. Like, you know, and that's where the, the controversy comes into it, VAR. But just go back to VAR. If you don't, and I'm on 70%, you know what I mean? I'm not so sure if the Pepe one was a penalty or not, like, but there is contact, right? Go and have a look at Zaha's one against us yep. at Crystal yeah, Palace. Yeah. Wasn't given, went to VAR, and they come back and said, yeah, we're giving the penalty because there was contact. Well, if that is the case, if that is the president's set, yeah. Then the, the the Pepe one is a penalty as well. Yeah. But why? So so VAR is not being factual, is it? Because there you've got one. It's not being consistent. It's, got, it's like, not being consistent. Like I it? said, like I said, I think I said it last week. VAR has got to be used. The reason why it worked so well in the World Cup was because the the referee was made go over to the monitor every time yeah. for and a look. And listen, and it's not being done in the Premier League. If the referee goes over to the monitor no. on Saturday and and looks at that Pepe one. He might not have given it because I'm not so sure. I keep watching it and watching it. I keep changing my mind and changing my mind. The ball, he knocks the ball past the defender. He plants his left foot. Yes, the defender's foot comes out, but there's only contact made when Pepe throws himself across. There's no contact being made from it the defender from, on Pepe. It Pepe, is from one angle, Craig. One angle, it looks like that. This is the trouble. Yes, but, if, yes, but if you see it from the other angle, you see that the defender doesn't actually touch him until Pepe goes forward. You know, like, but you're just, right. But you're right in saying that if the Crystal Palace it, one is being given because of contact, yeah, and that's, and that, that's what I'm saying. But then, but then, but then, my next point is right. Is that you? We'll go back. I go to the Wolves one against Southampton, right? Yeah. Now take away VAR. It's not there. You know, Southampton probably go and win that game, which eventually may cost Bournemouth, West Ham, whoever down there at the bottom of the table. When you look at it on the replay, it is so ridiculous that the referee hasn't given the penalty. Mm. My argument is you don't really need that. The referee should see that. Now, because the referee is so poor, he doesn't <clears> give a penalty. Like, you know, and that's when VAR was great because you can see it's a penalty. No arguments, and and then Wolves go on and win the game, which could actually get them well, into the Champions League. It's like the Abamyang, the Abamyang goal as well, Lee, against uh, Old Trafford. Well, yeah, exactly. yeah. And the lines. Now he should never, he should never line yeah. again because of yeah. that. And I also think at the end of the day, is it lazy refereeing now? Say from somebody like, oh, I can't, you know, Dick Mike Dean. 
Oh, it's not a penalty. But if it is, VAR pick it up. It's an easy way out for him. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, like, you know, we're not so having I a go at Mike Dean, are we? No, we're no, having no. A go. We're looking at now. We're having a go at the. I didn't quite see it. You know, I look at it now, and oh yeah, it, it, you know. So it goes to somewhere where it's wider. What you know? So you now, you know, you can't ever go at the referee so much because it's this somewhat someone that's two hundred two hundred miles away. So I just think with VAR, it's just it's absolutely like the goal line technology. You cannot argue with it because it's. Um, it's black and white, isn't it? It's black yeah. and white. Yeah. Now, in VAR, you, you, you're looking about getting all the right decisions. I, I go back to Spurs-Liverpool game last week. The ball clearly comes off the Liverpool player, right? And they get, and they get, you know, so it's a Spurs throw on, right? It doesn't give it. Liverpool get the throw and score. They go and win the game 1 0. You know, it's clear Great. and obvious that there's a mistake. Yeah, brilliant. I know it's fantastic, <laughs> isn't it? You know what I mean? But it's fantastic, then. But there again, it's VAR not doing its job. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I think what's got to happen is they've got to start. I mean, we see it on, on, on uh, the news the other day that the Premier League are starting to say that the referees have got to go over to the screen for red cards. It shouldn't just be for red cards. If you're referring. The way it's got the way it's got to work is the way it works in the World Cup. Like I said last week, if the people up in the people in the studio think that the referee has missed something, they are to contact the referee and say, "Look, we think you've missed a handball. We think you've missed a a, a foul. We think you've missed uh, a nudge in the back. Please go over to the screen. We're going to play it for you now. Make your decision. It shouldn't be up to the people in that gantry or wherever they are watching the game. It shouldn't be up to them." to make the decision. They should be Sadly. playing it back on the screen for the referee to look at because ultimately he is refereeing the game. He is there exactly. in the moment exactly. and it should be his decision. No one else's. It shouldn't go why? to the man the man flogging his dolphin exactly. in, the, in his van, we, should it? We you know? see VAR all the way. Well, that's immaterial. You know what he's doing in that van? Selling his van or something. He's definitely flogging his dolphin, mate. Trust yeah. me. Is that what you call it? <laughs> Jesus, you, if yours looks like yeah, a you, you, know, you, know, you know the game um, against Burnley yesterday. You could now, I, I, I think like the, it's, but that me, he's, he's gone like that with his arm like that, and he's definitely handballed it. And, and then VAR, I've not even picked it up. You know, I'll get rid of it. It's rubbish. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, or just know. use it properly. Oh, um, use it properly. Yeah there's, yeah, there's an idea. There's an idea. Yeah. Like I said, it's like I was just about to say. Every every country where it's run, we see it being used properly. Yeah. Uh, except the Premier and League. We're supposed to be the best league in the world. Ah, rubbish. <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> why, uh, why do we have right. to be different? Yeah. Why do we have to be different? I don't this get one it. comes in from uh, Smith. Uh, we should try and pack the midfield tomorrow. Don't let Jorginho get on the ball. Play Xhaka, Torreira and Grandozzi to pack the middle and keep the ball. Um, can't disagree with that, Mark. I think the game will be won or lost in midfield tomorrow, don't you think? Um, well, and, yeah, and, I, I mean, I, you, could, you could say that, but Chelsea have got a plethora of talent in the middle of the Mid, you know, midfield and all that. So I'm not sure that's really where we want to try and play the game. But the, you know, it goes what Dan was saying about you know the goals are drying up. You can't have it every which way, can you? You know, we've we've took a creative player out of the team and put him in front of the back four to offer that protection. You know, we've now got two people holding. It's no coincidence that since we've done that, we've we've we started scoring less goals. Um, Lacker's not scoring because he's doing the Giroud World Cup role. You know, he's he's unselfishly up there. Taking one for the team, being that outlet, you know, somewhere for us to drill the ball to. He's trying to bring it down, and then he's—it should be the other people should be feeding off of him, you know. And that's what Giroud done. Uh, didn't score a goal the whole World Cup, and they won it. 
Um, so it, it can work. And, uh, you know, it should be packed the midfield. The trouble is, if you're going to pack the midfield, we're taking yet another player away from our options going forward. So then we leave ourselves more open for Chelsea. And we've seen with Frank, he's not scared to change it. He'll go, okay, they're sitting deep. We'll, yeah. we'll, just, we'll just go to a back three and push more people forward. You know what I mean? So, and then all of a sudden you're camped in your own half and you can't get out. You've got to give them something to think about. Otherwise you're going to hide into nothing. So yes, pack the midfield, but it must be with attacking players also, because you've got to give them something to think about. Absolutely, I agree with you. Um, here comes a comment here that I think we can all uh, agree on. Uh, this comes in from Lee. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, yeah. My team is a bold twat. Yes. Yeah, I know. No, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll throw it <laughs> He is, um, to be fair. Um, but, you know, most agreed uh, comment of the night, I think. Yeah. So, um, let's go for your predictions, Dan. Um, Chelsea tomorrow. Give us your prediction, mate. Uh, 2-1 to Chelsea. I think we're going to lose 2-1, mate. Sorry, boys. Mark? 6-2 Arsenal. Can I interrupt you there? Can I interrupt you there? back. I think we're going to go 1-0 to the Arsenal. Get in there. God, 1-0. Goodness me. Um, Nick it. Smash and grab. Newcastle style. Oh, I'd love Ooh. it though, wouldn't you? Oh, I'd love that. I'd love wouldn't that. Wouldn't you though? I'd love that. Oh, I'd love, love, a, love a last minute winner. Corner. Yeah, why not? You'd Corner. love that, Lee. You, Lee, you would go home for a week. Oh, David Lewis. David Lewis. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, last one in the stadium. Balls pinging around in the box. Comes out the edge of the 18 yard just outside the D, and David Lewis comes out of nowhere and puts it top, <laughs> top bins. It didn't just stands uh, there like that. I remember Nigel Winter doing, Burn doing that yeah. against Chelsea one yeah. time, didn't he? About a 35 about... yard thunderbolt, wasn't it? From it was left Slove- uh, was it Slovenia done the same, didn't they? Slovenio, 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 same thing. I think we've been, we've been linked with him, haven't we? Slovenio, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> linked with everyone else. Or is that where our Polish goalkeeper's gone out on loan yeah. to? I can't remember. Is, Slovenia? If he's a free tracker, we'll have him. Like, yeah. Slovenia. <laughs> Slovenia. Slovenia. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. Lee, let's get your... Uh, let's get yeah, your, I'm, uh, I'm with... Um... I'm with Dan, I'm afraid. I think that, that Chelsea will, you know, like, I've woken up now. It was lovely, lovely for Louise banging in the goal and all that. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I think um, Chelsea will probably just be a little bit too strong for us. I think because, mainly because they're away from home. We're away from home. But it's a massive factor, yeah. You know, we, we was unlucky at home. We should have beaten them at home. So mm. if we play like that, I just want us to play really well. If you play really well, give it a bloody go, then I'll be happy. But, uh, I just think that they'll probably just nick it. But um, listen, if if we do we do win it, I'll be uh, oh. I'll be saying that bloody Mark was right. I tell yeah. you, like, you know I, know. Yeah. I mean, like, you know me. I you know me. I back us to beat anyone at home. Um, I really would. Uh, the massive factor is that it's at, it's at Stamford Bridge. Yeah. You know, again, I just want a performance. Like Dan said, a performance. You know, it's not, like I said, the league is kind of gone. Um, our top four chances are nearly gone. I'm not looking. I'm not looking into this game with, you know, I wouldn't be putting the pressure on the team that I would normally be, you know, personally putting on them when, when I'm at home watching it. 
just a good performance, but I just can't see us. I, I I can't see us winning in there. I'd love us to win there, you know. Don't get me wrong. I just I don't know. I think I'm going to go two one Chelsea. I think. Um, I think we'll score. Uh, we'll probably we'll probably go one nil up, and we'll probably concede the most horrendous, stupid mistake. Not like um, last time. Yeah, and then we'll fall <laughs> to pieces again. Um, I don't know. We uh, Karen, so I mean, well the first time, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, Karen's saying, so can well. you mention that Chelsea are not <laughs> not that good at home? That's yeah, that's good. a good point. That's a good point. It is a eh? good point. Um, that is a good point. We're look, not going away though, Karen. <laughs> this one comes in from uh, Pedro, and he says, Ozil is key. If he clicks, we're good. Oh, um, oh, oh, Ozil, Ozil doesn't start would be a better key. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's ooh, the key, Lee. That's ooh. the key. If Ozil, don't, if Ozil don't start, would you play Danny Ceballos instead of Gunduzi, Or is that just is me? Fit? Is he fit enough, Danny Ceballos? Is he to oh, play the whole... I, I don't think Arteta fancies him. I mean, he's been a bit fit for a cut. He's been on the bench the last four games. Is it fitness then? Don't, don't fancy. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Well, I think if he doesn't play tonight and then doesn't play against Bournemouth, then there's a big worry for him. Yeah, I, do, I, I think feel like I mean, as well. I mean, it wasn't there. Well, I mean, how how do we? You know, a lot of people say don't believe the press, but wasn't there a report to say that Sabas is not happy at Arsenal? Um, You'll probably find that if he plays more than twelve games, there's a two million pound clause that we have to pay <laughs> more money for his loan. I, I remember it didn't happen with Theo Walcott once. He had a, when we got him off Southampton, he was absolutely flying. All of a sudden, he got benched. Everyone was saying, "What's going on here?" And it turns out, if he played thirty games that year for Arsenal, uh, we had to give Southampton another five million pound or something, didn't we? Can we push this on a little bit? Like Torrice has just scored for Stoke, so right. Uh, oh, so hey, hey. Stoke got one nil up, like so. Um, Kevin's boys just scored, so I've bloody missed it now. Like, yeah, well done, lad. Well, well that's done, all because man. of Craig going to toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, yeah, all right, blame Craig. Blame Craig. Thank you very much for staying with us this evening. That will be the end of the podcast. Over 300 of you watching live. Thank you very much indeed for the support. Um, uh, again, thank you to our sponsor, um, Colin and the West Cork Beer Company. Remember, if you've got a beard and it's itching, order some beard oil off Colin. It'd be lovely. Watch his demonstration on the website. Unbelievable scenes. I might even grow a beard myself. Um, might do the David Seaman thing where he had to take over the ponytail duties from, uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> look, look. Just, don't, just don't put it on your bum because you're full em- of Emmanuel Petit Emmanuel Petit him uh, oh yeah I'm glad you remember him I'm glad you remember him that was that was him yeah um, the fellow with the long hair long blonde hair um, yeah, yeah to take over the uh, oh that's the story that he'd signed the contract or something with a hair band company and that David Seaman had to take it over because he had the longest hair when he left don't know how true that is, but a little bit of stupid. You heard it um, here first. You heard it here yeah. first, yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks very much for listening. Thanks for staying. It will be up on uh, SoundCloud tomorrow for the audio heads, because I know there's a lot of audio heads. I'll upload it in the morning. Thanks very much. Let's hope for three points tomorrow. Come on, you gunners. Up the Arsenal. Up the Arsenal. Up the Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs> 